the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, there's a couple distinctions I want to make in the Gospel reading today, just to kind of clarify things. The first one, Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. That's kind of unfortunate for us. Not everybody that calls Jesus the Lord will be saved, is what Jesus is saying. So merely calling Jesus Lord, merely saying that we believe in Jesus, oh my gosh, I love Jesus so much, and I love Mary, and, and I do all these things, and I say all these things, and whatever it is, making the sign of the cross, putting the rosary on our rearview mirror, doing all these external things, that does not mean that we're saved. That does not mean that we're entering the kingdom of God. This is just lip service to God. God sees the heart, and he knows better than you and I what is really there, and he reads between the lines. So not everybody that pays lip service is going to have the reality of what it means that, we, that Jesus is our Lord, because not everybody is actually living that reality. Many, as Jesus says, are just saying it. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven. So what's the will of the Father then? Now this is going to, this will have to be clear for us. If uh, our salvation depends on doing the will of God, what is the will of God? Well then, there's another distinction. Jesus tells us what it is not. Many will come to me on that day and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, and do many mighty works in your name? And then Jesus is going to say to them, as he says, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. So, doing the will of the Father does not necessarily mean doing all these great, huge, big, sensational things like casting out demons. Imagine that. Somebody casts out demons and then goes to hell later. Somebody prophesies in the name of Christ and then goes to hell later. That's what the Gospel reading is saying. Doing the will of the Father, then, is something different than merely prophesying in the name of Christ, casting out demons, doing many mighty works in the name of Jesus. What then is the will of the Father upon which our salvation rests? Well, obviously, calling Jesus Lord, saying that Jesus is our Lord, He's our Master, He's the one that we follow, it is uh, Him that we, uh, that, you know, it is His yoke that we take upon our lives, He defines who we are, all these things. Yes, that is a prerequisite for Christianity. That's going to have to be a given for salvation. That's like kindergarten for our faith. But we have to get eventually to elementary school, later on to college, and then we'll have to graduate. What is doing the will of the Father? If not doing these many mighty works, why do we think about that so much? 
why do we, why are we so distracted by go big or go home, by dreaming big, by doing these huge, amazing things that people are going to notice us for? This is our culture now. Our culture tells us that unless we're noticed, unless we are well-known, unless we become famous and popular, unless we do things that is going to affect the world, right? Didn't we all grow up being told, change the world, make a difference? Unless we do things that's going to make a big difference and have a big impact on the world, then we're not really successful. Unfortunately, it's been a pollution for our minds and our hearts. However, that's not the gospel message. Mother Teresa very nicely said, didn't advise people to do all these great works and very noticeable things. She said, do small things with great love. Father Solanus Casey, who's now blessed, he's beatified. He's the saint from Detroit, the Franciscan. He was a simplex priest, which means that he was a priest that can only say mass. He wasn't allowed to preach he wasn't allowed to hear or give uh, advice and confessions. He was just a simplex priest. He was a filler priest. And he was a porter. He was just the guy that opened the door for people coming into the church, and he smiled at them and greeted them, and that made him the holiest one, and now the most famous one, and the biggest one, and the most impactful one of all those in his congregation. St. Therese of Lisieux was a 15, 16-year-old girl that entered the Carmelite order in France and then died at 24 years old in a cloistered convent where nobody was allowed to visit her and she wasn't allowed to visit anybody. And she's become since one of the greatest, most impactful saints in the Catholic Church. So what does that mean? When the world tells us Go big or go home, make a difference, change the world, have an impact, do all these big things, noticeable things. Then you'll be successful. That doesn't impress Jesus at all. And in fact, Jesus is saying that can actually get us condemned. If we're focusing on that too much, that can actually damn our souls. Why would that, why would that condemn our souls? Because God doesn't... God's first intention is not that we go big or go home. God's intention for us is that we serve those who are right in front of us. It is that we accomplish, we fulfill our vocations as God has decided them to be. So, if you are a father, for example, then your first vocation, the first duty, the first thing that you're supposed to do, your highest priority, and the thing that you're supposed to put the most effort into is serving your wife and serving your children. That is the first most important thing that you are to do. And that is the thing that you're going to be judged for first and foremost. If you are a mother, same thing. You serve your husband and your children. If you are a son or a daughter, then being a good son or daughter, being a good sibling. If you are a nurse, it is taking care of your patients, for example. If you are a teacher, it's teaching well. And so on and so forth in every single vocation, in every walk of life. It is to do excellent 
in the thing that God has called you to do and not to be distracted by dreaming about other things. Didn't we do many mighty works in your name? So these people that are condemned to hell say to Jesus, and Jesus says, I don't care about mighty works. I can do those mighty works myself. That's what God would say. I don't need you to do all these huge, amazing, uh, gigantic, noticeable things that the whole world is going to be changed by. I can do that. I need you to do the thing that I want you to do, and that's enough. The great message of the gospel and of the Christian faith is that salvation doesn't rests on those who are successful in the world's eyes. We can be, and in fact, we probably should be failures in the world, world's eyes, and then that would, in a lot of ways, mean success in the eyes of God. That's the whole message of Jesus. Jesus, from the eyes of the world, is an absolute failure. From the eyes of the world, Jesus is an absolute failure. He failed. He wanted to change the world. He wanted to do all these things. He wanted to preach the kingdom of God. And where, where did he end up? On Crucified on the cross, outside of Jerusalem, in between two criminals. That is a failure in the eyes of the world. And yet that very hidden, that very failure, that very uh, unnoticeable thing that happened to Christ is exactly the thing that has changed the world and it's become an irreversible change. That is exactly the thing that has saved the world from all of its history, from all sin, and from death itself. So what does that mean for you and I? It means when we find ourselves being distracted by dreaming about other things to the neglect of the things that we have right in front of us, we're doing it wrong. If we're neglecting our spouses and our kids, because we have greater aspirations than them, we're probably doing it wrong. And the Lord is not in, really interested in that. He's calling us back now to doing the small things with great love. He's calling us back to doing the thing that is immediately in front of us, focusing on it, putting in our whole effort into it, exerting our entire heart into these things sacrificing ourselves for these very mundane things that are right in front of us. In the words of uh, G.K. Chesterton, he said, very nicely, the most extraordinary thing in the world is an ordinary man and his ordinary wife and their ordinary children. That's the most extraordinary thing in the world. We should take a lesson from that, brothers and sisters, and not be distracted by what the world tells us is extraordinary. Not be distracted by, you know, uh, sensational things like prophecies and casting out demons and doing many mighty works and doing all these dreamy things, ultimately to boost our own egos. But to, to do those very small, simple, unnoticeable things that nobody's going to praise us for, nobody's going to thank us for, nobody is going to take notice of but that God will praise us for and that God will take that very small thing and turn it into a gigantic, very impactful, very meaningful thing. Just like he has done to Christ, just like he has done to St. Joseph, just like he has done to the Mother of God, the Virgin Mary, 
just like he's done to all these great saints. So he wants to do with every one of us. Let us focus on the little things, the detailed things, the forgotten things, the things that the world does not put value in, and let us see how God puts value in every one of these things. And therefore, let us exert all of our energy into these things and let God do with them whatever he wants to, which is something great. Amen.